Hey, how you doing, Ignite City Church? Um, hey, I I just wanted to share from Deuteronomy 8. It's one of my favorite passages in the Bible uh, because it really shows God has this purpose in the wilderness. I feel like a lot of times, um, even growing up, and I can't say it was anything specific or anyone specific, um, but it just seemed like a regular message that was kind of brought out was, if you do everything that God tells you to do, it's all going to be great. Um, and you won't experience these these wilderness moments, or you're not going to feel like he's far away, or uh, you're not going to go through many difficulties. And I feel like a lot of times what happens is that as we're going through life and we hit those moments in life that are hard, we begin to question ourselves as to whether or not we're actually being faithful. Um, does God really love us? Um, we start to kind of beat down ourselves that we're not. We must not be doing it right because we we can look at others who seem like they've got it all together. And really, all I feel like a lot of times we're just kind of fooling ourselves and therefore we're fooling each other or trying to at least. But I'm convinced that the wilderness, uh, the wilderness seasons in our lives are necessary, that God actually brings those things about. Now, we know that uh, as we've been going through the Bible reading plan, the reason that the people of Israel went through the wilderness for 40 years is because they did not believe God when he told them, hey, I'm giving you the promised land. I want you to go over. And when they uh, they sent spies into the land to see whether or not they could actually do it, to see what it was like, they came back and 10 out of the 12 said, there's no way we can't do this. And so God said, okay, you're going to wander. You're going to wander the desert for 40 years until, um, until this generation all passes away. And then this new generation that you actually believed would be taken over by the people that I'm, um, that are in the land that I'm sending you into. Uh, that younger generation is actually going to go and occupy the promised land, the land that they've already promised. And so now Moses, he's speaking to this younger generation that's getting ready to cross into the promised land. And the first thing he says here in chapter 8, verse 1, is carefully follow every command I'm giving you today, so that, and here's the reason, so that you may live and increase and may enter and take possession of the land the Lord swore to your fathers. And he goes, remember that the Lord your God led you on the entire journey these 40 years in the wilderness. And I thought that was incredible. And here's why, that God didn't leave them at any point, but rather God led them. He was with them and he led them their entire journey. And you'll even see, uh, you'll see Moses refer to this people in chapter 9, uh, verse 6, that he says, you are a stiff-necked people that God stayed faithful to a stiff-necked people and he was with them the entire journey over the 40 years in the wilderness and then watch the reason. Now, remember, he's speaking to this younger generation coming up and he says, so that he might humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. Friends, two key things that are necessary that come out of our wilderness moments is that God would humble us and God would test us. Humble us to the point where we're, we're, we are reminded, hey, we need God. It's not just about us having all of the things that we need and we're self-sufficient. Everything we want is ours and we can attain it. No, we have to rely upon God who knows everything. He owns everything. He's in charge of everything. Even with all that's going around, going on in the world today, God is still sovereign over all. And there is this part that I look at what's going on in the world and I go, I just don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like all of us should be honest in that. But what we can say is, but I know that God is still sovereign and I can trust him. So it's to humble me so that I might not so that I might not rely upon myself, but rely upon God. And then to test me. Tests are so important. For God trains us up and then he tests us. And part of the reason for the test is to show us what it is that we've learned and to see how it is that we've grown. 
So he said, I did this to test what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. And then he goes on and says, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. In other words, there's going to be parts where it feels like I don't have what I need. And God is going to humble us to bring us to that place because he's trying to teach us something that's of greater value. Guys, those times in life when, say, we just feel like we don't have enough and we can't, we can't get it done. God's saying, I need you to, quote unquote, hunger. Now, my heart breaks because there are people around the world who are physically and literally hungry. And man, we should be doing everything that we can. The church around the world should be doing everything that we can. We Christians should live generously so that others can simply live. And so, but when, even if I think figuratively, okay, so the, the, these, I have these needs and I can't, I can't meet these needs that I have because God is trying to teach me something of greater value. But even when I go hungry, quote unquote, notice the next part, then he gave you manna to eat. So with the people of Israel, they went physically hungry. They were hungry for something. They were hungry for food. And even they had these wants and desires, the food they used to eat in Egypt. But then God also provided them food that they could live off of. But there was this greater lesson that, they were, that he was trying to teach them. And it's down here in verse 3. So that you might learn that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And when I, I, when I read that part, I highlighted that in my Bible. And I asked myself, do I really believe this? Like, is, have I come to a place where I actually, I actually believe that the necessity of my life, the thing that I actually need the most is God's word? Like, I need to know what God is saying. And I believe that God is leading me in that over the years. I mean, just walking with the Lord as long as I have been, that God is leading me to that place of complete reliance upon him and what it is that he says more than anything else. And yet I still feel these needs and desires popping up. And I want those things to be pushed to the side and to subside. I want to be focused only on going, Jesus, I want your word to be the thing that I actually need. And then, and then Moses talks about how, hey, your, your clothing did not wear out. Your, your feet did not swell these 40 years. Keep in mind that the Lord your God has been disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. So keep the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. And then he continues to go on and gives this and uh, continues to teach on that topic. And then you get down to verse 11 and he says, be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commands, ordinances, and statutes that I'm giving you today. Now, and then watch why it is that he has to give the warning. When you eat and are full and build beautiful houses to live in and your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold multiply and everything you have increases, be careful that your heart doesn't become proud and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. He led you. He says that in verse 15. Later on in verse 15, he says he brought water out. So God brought water out for them. Verse 16, he fed you. So he's reminding, hey, remember what God did. But when you have everything, you want, when everything's increased and all of life seems like it's quote unquote perfect, it's in those moments you need to be careful that your heart does not become proud and you forget the Lord. What, what does it mean by becoming proud? Where you actually, um, he, wa- he warns us, do not go to that place where you actually think that you did all of this. You succeeded in all this. Everything that you have is all about you. God is the one who provides. In fact, later on when you get down to verse 18, it says, the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth. The only way that we can make any quote unquote wealth that we can live off of is because God gives us the ability to gain it. So really, everything comes from God. And when things seem comfortable, those are the times that we need to be careful not to, not to forget about the Lord and allow pride to take over. 
And so what I wrote in my journal was this. Um, when I, when I read verse 14, be careful that your heart doesn't become proud and you forget the Lord your God. I wrote, I must be honest with myself in order to do this. But pride can blind me to things regarding humility. And so then I asked the Lord, I said, uh, I said, Holy Spirit, please tell me now if pride has crept in. And I just was open. God, show me where pride has, has crept into my life. Because pride can blind me uh, to, to, to the honest answer of that question. So how do we do it? We're honest. Uh, we humble ourselves before the Lord and remember, remind ourselves we're not the ones that gained anything, that God is the one who gave us everything and he gives us everything that we need. So guys, we gotta go back to that. The purpose of the wilderness, everyone is supposed to go through a season of wilderness and it might be more than one. In fact, I guarantee it, not just might, it will be more than one because God is doing a greater work than making sure that we're just as comfortable as possible by the time that we meet him face to face. He's doing a greater work in, in the process of sanctification uh, by changing us into the likeness of Jesus, that we would see the things the way that Jesus says, we would react and respond to, the, to things the way that Jesus does because we love him and know that he loves us. But we become more and more like him and the purpose of the wilderness, that's part of the purpose, that we become more and more like Christ. But guys, when you go through those times of wilderness, be honest. God, is there anything in my life that's not pleasing to you? And if he doesn't convict you of anything, then our prayer is this. God, teach me the things that I need to know and I need to learn in this time of the wilderness. Don't, don't make it shorter or longer than it needs to be, but make it the perfect time that I would learn the lessons and be reminded of the things that are most important and most necessary in my walk with you as I follow you as a follower of Jesus. Friends, I hope that's an encouragement and challenge to you. I love you guys more than you know. We'll talk soon.